This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. I want to call your attention, Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6, I'm beginning a series called More in 24. Folks, I want to do more for God in 2024 than I ever have before. And I believe you do too. We want our life to count more in 2024 than it's ever counted before. This is what God's Word says. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Orphrah, that pertained unto Joaz, the Abbey Ezrite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and folks, we probably thought this. Oh, my Lord. God, if you're with us, why then is all this befallen us? Why is all this bad stuff happening? Why is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Have not I sent thee? Let us pray. God, as we bow our heads and our hearts in your presence, I thank you for this day. I thank you, God, for all your many blessings. You've been incredibly good to us. Today, I cannot. You never said I could. You can. You always said you would. So meet the needs of the people. And God, for all you do, we're going to praise you. For I pray this prayer with a grateful heart. For I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about how to be used more for God in the new year. How to be used more for God in this new year. I heard about a man who passed away. His name was Willie. And Willie passed away and he had a friend and Willie worked down at the plant and this friend goes down to the plant and he said, I'm here today because what I want to do concerning Willie's job, he said, I want to fill Willie's vacancy. And the boss said, well, let me tell you something. Willie didn't leave any vacancy. Willie didn't leave any vacancy. Now, folks, we want to make sure that when we leave this life, that we leave a vacancy. Because only one life, it will soon be passed. And only what's done for Christ is really going to last. When I, when I leave for work every morning, and when I come in from work every evening, I have a wooden plaque that I look at. I, I've, I've got it mounted in my garage. This is what it says. When I stand before God, and by the way, folks, we all will stand before God. 
Second Corinthians 5 and 20 says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. It's, it's not like we're going to get by. I mean, it's, we're all going to stand before God, every one of us. But look what it says. It says, when I stand before God at the end of my life, I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say, I used everything you gave me. That's what Irma Bombeck said. I wouldn't have a bit of talent left, but I used everything that you gave me. See, life is God's gift to us. Acts 17 and 28 says, it's in him we live and move and have our being. Life is God's gift to us. But folks, let me tell you something. What we do with our lives is our gift to God. What we do with our lives is our gift to God. Now, here's what I did. I studied the book of Judges, and I found out there were two primary phrases in the book of Judges. Two. One phrase in the book of Judges was this. They did what was right in their own eyes. They, they did. I mean, it's, it's literally there in Judges 17 and 6 and verse 21 and verse 25. It says, during this time, the people just did what was right in their own eyes. And here's, here's what's amazing, folks. Somebody said, well, Pastor Benny, I feel a certain way. Well, get real. What you feel may not even be real. God's not a feeling. God's a fact. Well, I feel. Now, look, they did what was right in their own eyes, but there's another phrase that's used over and over, over here. Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Wait. It's mentioned in Judges 2.11, Judges 3, 7, and 12, Judges 4.1, and Judges 6.1. Wait. They did what was right in their own eyes. But then the Bible says, but it was evil in the sight of the Lord. Here's what I'm saying. When we're left to do simply what's right in our own eyes, it will be evil in the sight of the Lord. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, there has to be a standard. And that standard can't be my opinion. That standard can't be your opinion. That standard has to be the Word of God. Because the Bible, when we're, when we're left to do what's right in our own eyes, it's going to be evil in the sight of the Lord. Now, here's what people say. Well, Pastor Benny, you got to let people marry who they want to marry. You, you, you got to let love win. You, you got to let people marry who they want to marry. You must, Pastor Benny, you got to let love win because what you're saying, you've got to let people do what's right in their own eyes. But by the way, there's only one problem. It's evil in the sight of the Lord. Now, I'm not trying to run for an office, so if you're not pleased with me, I'm okay with that. Well, now wait, Pastor Benny, you don't understand. You don't understand. You're a 59-year-old man, and you don't, you don't have a clue, Pastor Benny. It's a, it's a woman's body, and you've got to let a woman do what's right in her own eyes. I mean, literally, it's, it's, she's got to be able to do what's right in her own eyes. I, listen, I'm not opposed to a woman doing what's right by the Word of God. We've got to let them do what's right in their own eyes. But let me tell you something, folks. Taking life is evil in the sight of the Lord. 
Well, no, 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 no. Well, no, wait, Pastor Benny. You, when it comes to gender, if people, you got to let people, however they feel. You, you got to let, but you got to understand it's, it's how people feel. And if, if you know, if, if they feel, if, 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 if a man feels like he wants to be a woman and a woman feels like he wants to be a man, you, you've got to let people do what's right in their own eyes. There's only one problem with that. It's evil in the sight of the Lord. Then you say, when I, you don't understand, you're, you're, you're not going to become popular. Folks, first, I, I, I didn't set out to become popular. To the best of my ability, I'm going to say what I mean and mean what I say, but I'm going to try not to say it mean. <laughs> but folks, many times what's right in our own eyes is evil in the sight of the Lord, and there's got to be a standard. There's got to be a right. There's got to be a wrong. Folks, let me tell you something. No law can make you love me, but there's got to be a law to keep you from killing me. So what's our responsibility? Our responsibility is Isaiah 58 and 1. Cry aloud and spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Now, now, now look, you said, preacher, what if you get to the point you feel like there's no hope? Well, there is hope. He, he, he got there. He got there. Gideon got there. He said, uh, why has all this befallen us? And, 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 and where, where are where are all the miracles? So you got to realize what had happened to Israel, folks, is what happens to people. God had been good to them, but they turned their back on God. And when they turned their back on God, they were under the oppression of the Midianites because they turned their back on God. Folks, we get in trouble when we turn our back on God. They, they, they turn their backs on God. And, and Gideon said, is there any hope? And God said, Gideon, there is hope. There is hope. There is hope. Now, I want you to know this, folks. There's always hope. You said, but you don't understand, preacher. Some of the areas that you were just preaching about, I've messed up. Well, let me tell you something. God forgives people. God loves people no matter what. God forgives people and God loves people no matter what. Get this. What's the hope? There's five things we got to see that we learn from this man, Gideon. The first thing I want you to see about Gideon is this. God uses common people. God uses common people. I love what Abraham Lincoln said. He said, God must have loved common people because he made so many of them. Amen. He must love common people. And you know, the Bible says in Mark 12, verse 37, it says the common people heard him gladly. All I'm going to say, folks, I rejoice today that God uses common people. I rejoice that God uses a guy from the hills of Tennessee. Amen. I rejoice in that, that God uses common people. Now, God goes to Gideon and he says, wait. In Judges chapter 6, verses 14 through 16. He said, Gideon, I want you to lead Israel to, to conquer the Midianites. He said, no, no, no. He said, God, I, 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 I'm certainly not your man. Because he said, my family is poor. And he said, I am the least in my father's house. <laughs> I, our family is very poor, and I am the least in my father's house. 
And I love what Judges 6 verse 34 says. It says, but the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. You know what makes all the difference, folks? It's when the spirit of the Lord comes upon somebody. The spirit of the Lord, literally in the Hebrew, it, it, it says, the spirit of the Lord clothed himself with Gideon. It literally means that God wore him like a suit. How would you like for God literally to wear you like a suit of clothes? God's just wearing you like a suit of clothes. That's what God did for Gideon. Oh, folks, you've got to realize God uses the unlikely. God uses those that many times we look over. See, the secret is not scholarship. The secret is relationship. The secret is not ability. The secret is availability. The secret is not fame. The secret is faithfulness. Because what God does, he takes ordinary people. He takes ordinary people and he uses them in an extraordinary way so that he gets the glory. So that he gets the glory. Billy Graham was asked one time, when you get to heaven, what's the first question you're going to ask God? And Billy Graham said, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God this. Why, God, did you use a farm boy from the hills of North Carolina to reach so many people? And I would say, Billy... God uses the ordinary in an extraordinary way so that he can get all the praise and he can get all the glory. Look here, folks. God will share his power with you. God will share his power with me, but he will not share his glory with any of us. Only he gets the glory. Get this. God uses common people, but God also uses cleansed people. He said, uh, get in. Your daddy built altars to Baal. Now, look here, folks. They would literally sacrifice their children. They would kill their children, sacrifice their children on an altar to Baal. Wait. They would have sexual relations at the altar and say, we're doing this in the name of Baal. Literally, Literally, that had become the God of that area. By the way, folks, in a lot of ways, that's become America's God. Now, wait. God said, Gideon, you tear those altars down. You destroy those altars. You destroy those idol, idols. You say, well, preacher, this certainly is not relevant to us because in this day, uh, we, we don't have idols. Wait, 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 folks. Anything or anybody that you love more, serve more, and value more than God is an idol. Look, anything or anybody that you love more, serve more, or value more than God is an idol. Look, folks, look here. I, you say, I don't care what, I don't care if it's your position. You said, Brother Benny, you're a pastor. Yes. But I want you to know something. My preoccupation 
<laughs> means more to me than my occupation. <laughs> see, see, my occupation is being a pastor, but my preoccupation is Jesus Christ. See, that I, I may be occupied doing something, but I'm preoccupied with him because he's what matters most. And my relationship with him is what's got to matter most. And your relationship with him is what's got to matter, matter most. He said, you, 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 you tear down those altars. You, you tear down those altars. And he said, then you, you build an altar to me publicly. Here's what I want you to see. God uses cleansed people. God uses common people. But look, God uses courageous people. God uses courageous people. You know what was so interesting to me? God comes to Gideon. You know what he's doing in the wine press? Why wouldn't he be up top where the breeze would blow the chaff off the wheat? What was he doing down in the wine press? I'll tell you what he was doing down there. He was hiding from the Midianites because he was scared to death. That's what he was doing. He was, he was a coward. He was scared to death. But look here, folks, this is so good. It says, God comes to him and said to him, the Lord is with thee. Wait, you mighty man of valor. Now wait, he's down in the wine press hiding scared to death, but God said, you mighty man of valor. Here's all I want you to see. God not only sees you where you are, but he sees what you can become. You say, Pastor, I'm not known. I'm not where I want to be. No, but, but God sees what you can become. He sees, he sees the future. And here's what God said to Gideon. He said, you round up your army. And Gideon rounds up 32,000 men. He said, wow, what an army. And then God says to Gideon, you tell them if any of them are scared to go back home. 22,000 leave. 22,000 leave. Now, 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 Pastor, why did, why, did, why did God do that? Because, listen real close. Fearful people infect <laughs> other people. Fear, you say, Pastor, where do you get that? Deuteronomy 20, verse 8. Fearful people infect other people. If, if, if you're hanging around a bunch of people that's scared to death, you're going to be scared to death. I love what Max Licato said. He said, fear visits everyone, but make it a visitor and not a resident. Billy Graham said, when a brave man takes a stand, the spines of others are often stiffened. So, well, Pastor, look here. And, and this is all I want to say, folks. This is all I want to say. You said, preacher, how do, how do I deal with fear? You said God uses courageous people. Here's how you deal with it. Second Peter 1 and 7. God has not given you the spirit of fear. Now wait, that spirit, that, that, that spirit of fear is not coming from God. God's not given you the spirit of fear, wait. But of power 
and of love and of sound mind. I wish we could leave this up for just a minute. So, so, so how do I overcome fear, preacher? You got to realize God has endued you with power. God has endued you with power. Acts 1 and 8 says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I, I want to give you a news flash, folks. If you're a Christian, you have the Spirit of God inside of you. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You have, listen folks, you have the spirit. You say, well, I'm a nobody. Well, that matters not. You're a child of God and the spirit of God is inside of you in light of that. Now wait, you've been in dude with power, but wait, oh, I don't know if it just gets gooder and gooder. I don't know if that's a word. You're, you've been endued with power, but wait. But of power and of love, wait. You've been enriched with love. What, what does that mean? Well, here's what God's word says. God's word says in 1 John 4, 18, get this one. It says, perfect love cast out fear. <sighs> perfect, perfect love. Casteth out fear. Now, for years, I read, I read that verse and I was confused. I was confused as a termite in a yo-yo. And I would say to myself, but, but I've got fear in my heart. I must not love God like I should because I've got this fear. And look, folks, it was a revelation to me when I realized that verse is not talking about my love for God. I may just run. Listen, it's, it, it's talking about God's love for me. It's talking about God loves me perfectly, folks. That there's nothing I can do. You said, Pastor, I've messed up. I don't care how you've messed up. There's nothing you can do. You said, well, I've done some of the things you preached about this morning. Well, I want to give you a newsflash. There's nothing you can do to make God stop loving you. There's nothing you can do to make God stop loving you. And when you realize, folks, God loves you perfectly. See, we miss it. We're going through hard times, folks. And we many times, we're going through hard times and we think, well, God must not love me. But look here, look, look what the Bible says. Lazarus dies and his sisters say, look, behold whom you love. He hadn't died at this point. Behold whom you love is sick. Wait, they said, Jesus, <laughs> He's very sick. And they didn't say the one who loves you, but they said the one <laughs> whom you love. Do you get that, folks? I wish we could realize, folks, when we're going through hard times, God loves us. And God's love is perfect. And when we mess up, God still loves us. Wait, go back to 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Look, he's endued us with power. He's enriched us with love. But wait, folks. He's enlightened us with a sound mind. He's enlightened us with a sound mind. You say, oh, my wife made me so mad. No, she didn't. What you told yourself is what made you mad. Amen. My husband, my, oh, no, no, no. What you told yourself. That's why the Bible says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable 
and perfect will of God. See, folks, let me tell you something. I, I want you to realize something. When the world controls our thinking, we conform. But when God controls our thinking, we transform. <laughs> Get this. God uses common people. God uses cleansed people. God uses courageous people. But then, look, God uses cautious people. Cautious people. What do you mean? Well, look, God said to him in Judges chapter 7, verses 4 through 8. Now, you've got 10,000 men. You take them down to Herod Springs. Herod Springs. It's, it, it's, it's a body of water in northern Israel. They were, they, were, they were there in the desert. And he said, you take them down there so they can get a drink. So the 10,000 men go down there, folks. 10,000 men go down there to get a drink. And, and, and a, a group of them get down to the water. Look here. They, they, they get down to the water and they start... Just, I mean, I mean, listen, like, like a bulldog, I mean. No, no, I'm proud. I'm, I shouldn't even said that. I shouldn't have said that. I was, I was proud of them last night. They beat Helen Keller School for the Blind. <laughs> but wait. 9,700 of them do that. But 300 of them go down and they do this. God said, get in. That's who you want to go to battle with. Not them bulldogs. But those 300, that's who you want to go to battle with. What, 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 what are you trying to say, Pastor B? Here's what I'm trying to say. God uses cautious people. Howard Hendricks said, the devil will lie in the weeds 40 years to trap one of God's servants. The devil will lie in the weeds 40 years to trap one of God's servants. There's no preacher. He's just about ready to go to heaven. His name's Junior Hill. Junior was a big guy. <laughs> big guy. I remember Junior one time said to his wife, he said, honey, have you seen my belt around the house? She said, Junior, will it reach all the way around the house now? <laughs> and you'd meet and have a meal with old preacher Junior Hill. Junior Hill would say, how you doing, young preacher? Junior, I'm doing good. And he'd always say, but always remember, the devil don't mind waiting. The devil don't mind waiting. All I'm trying to say to you today, folks, all I'm trying to say to you is Luke 21, verse 36 says, you better watch and pray. You better be careful. Look, this year, I'll be married 40 years. 40 years. 40 years. Look here, get this. I don't care how long you've been married. The devil wants to destroy your home. 
You say, Paul, Pastor, you don't understand. We got married. Oh, no, I, I do understand. I just said I've been married 40 years. Oh, it's just heaven around our house. No, 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 no. It's heaven there. It's not here. I was born at night, but not last night. Amen. The devil wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your influence. He wants to destroy your health. He will attack you from every angle. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy, and it matters not who you are. Now, here's all I'm trying to say to you. He wants to destroy you, sir. You say, well, we're kind of playing around. Look here. You know, look, look here, folks. I, I'm done. But if you play around, look. If you hang around the barbershop, you're going to get a haircut. Proverbs 6 and 27 says, can a man take fire into his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Whew. All I'm going to say, folks, you play around with it and you're going to get in trouble. So I'm not coming back to hear you anymore. Well, I might as well load your wagon while I got you here. Listen, lastly, I'll give you one more and I'm done. God uses confident people. You say, what do you mean confident people? Well, God said, God said to Gideon, he said, Gideon, you go down there to the Midianites camp. Get real close. And he goes down there to the Midianites camp and there's two Midianites talking. And one of them said, man, I had a dream last night. He said, tell me about that dream. He said, well, I'll tell you about it. He said, there was this large barley loaf Barley was the cheapest of bread. It was for the poor people. And remember what Gideon said? He said, I'm from the poorest family. He said, I, in my dream, I saw this big barley loaf and it was rolling down the hillside. And literally it hit the camp. It hit our camp and destroyed us all. And his friend said, let me tell you something. That dream you had, that was the sword of Gideon. Gideon heard those two guys. And by the way, sometimes God will reveal things to you in dreams. That's all I'm going to say. Sometimes God will reveal things to you in dreams. He said, listen. He heard that. And Gideon said, the battle, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> he goes back to the, he says, the battle is over. They said, but wait, Gideon, there's only 300 of us. <laughs> and there's 135,000 of them. <laughs> there's 300 of us. There's 135,000 of them. And Gideon said, the battle is over because if God be for us, who can be against us? I'm done. A lion met a tiger as they drank beside a pool. Said the tiger, tell me why you're roaring like a fool. That's not foolish, said the lion with a twinkle in his eyes. They call me the king of the beast. And that's why I advertise. A rabbit heard them talking, a rabbit heard them talking and ran home like a streak. He thought 
He'd try the lines playing, but his roar was just a squeak. A fox who happened on the scene had a fine lunch that day in the woods. The moral, when you advertise, you better make sure you got the goods. Folks, we can advertise because Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We can advertise because the Bible says in 1 John 4 and 4, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We can advertise because Romans 8 and 28 says, God's working all things for our good. We can advertise because Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, his plans for us are good, plans to prosper us and not to harm us and give us a hope and a future we can be confident people because if God be for us it don't matter who's against us Christ has no hands but our hands to do his work today he has no feet but our feet to lead men in the way he has no tongue but our tongue to tell him how he died he has no help but our help to bring men to his side God wants to use you. He wants to use common people that are cleansed, that are courageous, that are cautious, and that they're confident in not who they are, but who He is. Thank you for joining us for this week's message from Rock Springs Church. If you would like more information about Rock Springs, be sure to follow us on social media or connect with us at rockspringsonline.com. Join us right here next week for another message from Rock Springs Church.